Welcome to another episode of Into Final Thoughts. Before we jump into it, I want to tell you to check out our official partner of this season of Into Final Space, Cartoon Crave. Cartoon Crave is an incredible network and news source for all things animation, including Final Space. To learn more, check them out on Instagram at cartooncrave underscore and at the Cartoon Crave on Twitter. Now, let's get into the episode. It's a trap, is what you might be saying, because after that serenading beauty to the ears in the last episode, you cannot believe that it's happening again. But guess what? <laughs> it can. Uh, if you're listening for the first time by any chance, my name is Gabe Jones, host of Into Final Space, and by proxy, our new after show, Into Final Thoughts for Final Space Season 3. And I am here with... Olin Rogers! I'm the creator, executive producer, writer, the star of Final Space, and uh, yeah... Let's get into it, man. Heck yeah. We're going to dive into all the juicy new details of this second episode and maybe some crumbly new biscuits. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but before we do get started, uh, stop, come close and listen. Uh, this episode contains major spoilers for season three, episode two of Final Space. So if you haven't watched, be warned and stay away and then come right back because we'd love to have you take a listen. Uh, yeah, so let's dive right into the second episode of Final Space. Uh, Earth, it's back. Uh, a lot of speculation has gone around on, you know, whether or not we'd ever see the Earth again after it was sucked into the void of Final Space Yeah. after season one. Uh, what went into bringing it back for this season of Final Space? Yeah, I mean, I think we always we always wanted to do something with it. You know, like it, it wasn't just like it just disappeared and we were never going to touch upon earth ever, ever again. <laughs> I mean, that would just be insane. I think right. it was, you know, this is kind of a, a story that's stretching out over multiple seasons. It's not just kind of a, a kind of a one and done. And there's, there's, you know, stuff that will bring up that maybe it happened in season one. And, and you're starting to see that now in, in, in a season three. And I think with, you know, seeing Earth, it's kind of something that everybody kind of always had in the back of their head. And I always liked kind of uh, really revolving kind of, um, you know, a lot of the story around Earth for this season because it was such a big part of season one. And in season two, it was like you kind of saw the what it was like to have, you know, a a team that didn't really have a home and the, the ship was their home. And now they're kind of going back, you know, right. and yeah. I think it's kind of cool to see what happened to it, how it looks, what what kind of state it's in. And it's kind of uh, really interesting um, to get to kind of go back there and, and tell actually kind of a big story about it. And we had this one idea um, literally kind of you're going to laugh at this in the end of writing season one, we had this one idea that we just loved. And and you don't even know it yet. You don't even, nobody <laughs> nobody has guessed this idea, man, I'm telling you. And it, it, it involves Earth, and you're gonna kind of uh, get to see it in, in such a cool way. And I think it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna wow. It's gonna wow people. And, it's one of those things that uh, we never had the, the the chance to do it in season two, because at the time, funny enough, season two, we had got picked up for like 16 scripts, you know, way back when before the season even or season one even came out. And so we kind of knew that there was going to be a season two. And so we had planned kind of like, you know, 16 episodes. So you, we were going to kind of tell this story about earth technically in season two but then they shortened it to 13 episodes and i think it was better that way because 16 was just kind of a weird number and it it was a lot it was a lot yeah and having to tell that kind of big of a story it was like well you know where where it's like it's just such an i don't think anybody really has 16 episode seasons (laughs) um and so we kind of have just been sitting on this idea for since season one. And it's, it's really cool to kind of get to, to open up those kind of season one 
um, threads that we get to kind of revisit. And, and one of those is Earth. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing uh, I think Final Space is really good is, I mean, we, it's it's always a new story. We always get something fresh and new when we dive into these seasons. But there there's enough callbacks to make loyal fans loyal to the show. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that kind of flows into my next question here. If, uh, I, that's that's just one thing I love is calling back to these old jokes. And we did that right off the bat. Uh, as soon as I saw Paris was in this episode, I just yeah. died laughing. Uh, so uh, can you tell us about uh, why Paris and what's what's with Final Space's connection to to Europe in general? Because we've, we've seen Europe a lot uh, between yeah. season one and, and, and this one. It was kind of... Um... It was a fun kind of callback, you know, and and we get we kind of get to to kind of go down a a really important thing that Hugh always wanted to do. He wanted right. to go to Paris, you know, and <laughs> and you get that, and it's not the way that I think Hugh would have imagined it happening, you know, but he still thinks it's beautiful, and and I think that's you know, um, kind of like a, a really cool point to where he was at you know he's kind of he's kind of had the uh went through a little bit of the ringer you know he's he was this kind of majestic ai and then he's kind of got basically thrown into this garbage bot with very little limited processing power but he's still kind of making it work you know and he kind of sees this broken down paris and he just kind of is just blown away by the beauty of it and um it was fun to kind of, you know, call back to something that we had kind of like offhandedly kind of talked about. And I think those are the coolest callbacks is, oh, is yeah. the callbacks that you don't think are going to be a story point ever. And you get to call back to it and you're like, oh, it's that thing, you know, like <laughs> that you, you wanted to do that. And so the people that catch it, they're, they're going to love it. And the people that haven't catched it, but will catch it are going to even love it even more. So I think it's, it's, it's a part of telling a lot of that cohesive story that has that connective tissue. Yeah. And that was something, unfortunately that we, we were kind of told to take out of in season two, that connective tissue, they wanted a more standalone season. So we just were like, you know what, let's put connective tissue in every episode. And, yeah. and it doesn't have to be something that people, um, you know, really remember or, or, you know, it's just something that it could have been a offhanded joke in season one. And that's what we did. You kind of, yeah. you kind of are starting to feel like, Oh yeah, this is, this is the next step of final space. This is the next part of the story. Um, and it was cool to kind of, you know, obviously like we had thought about where to, where to go to earth, you know? And, <laughs> and so Paris was the obvious choice for us, you know? Um, and I think it was literally because of that Hugh moment, but also once we kind of went to Paris, we realized, you know what? Our show is kind of so well-known internationally. Let's kind of visit a lot of the places that, you know, it's doing really well in. And we kind of do that and we don't get to go to every place, but we do get to go to uh, a few places that actually kind of uh, are in that Europe region. And it's, I think it's a cool part to the story but it also makes it feel bigger yeah because if it happens in one city you're just kind of like oh you know and like it but it, they're actually traveling to multiple cities things are it's kind of like a little bit like a treasure hunt almost but they got to kind of find a ship they got to get this they got to get that you know what i mean it's like yeah. it's kind of uh makes it feel more epic when it's kind of very um small in nature so yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely fun to do that. And we had kind of always imagined it kind of being Paris from the get go. Yeah. And I, I think I think that's one thing this season done, does really well is uh, the, that multidimensionality. Um, there's a, a lot going on, obviously. But I mean, every single place that we visit has its own kind of new life to it yeah. uh, and it kind of, you know, changes the, the scene in a way uh, you know we we talked about the last episode that those beginning shots of you know floating there in space the sickly kind of vain looking yeah. uh, location and then you know we have destroyed earth and you know all these really amazing looking uh just backgrounds throughout the throughout the show just absolute credit to uh to shadow machine and the oh, yeah 
the magic that those artists do. But uh, but yeah, so I th- I think it does really well. And yeah, it's it's always fun to to see a, a good good callback for especially Hugh, who's a, who's just such a fun character. And um, yeah, yeah, and it was, yeah, I think even with just Hugh's character in general, it was fun to kind of you know <laughs> just give him a just give him a little bit of a a, a story here, and, yeah. and you kind of get to see um his body is kind of falling apart you know it's it, right. and it's by the time he gets to the to the ship he's got no arms <laughs> and he is has this opportunity to kind of get his old job back and it's yeah. and it's kind of a really fun and cool moment to to spotlight that and i think it's like it's just you know it's that next evolution of of Hugh you know yeah it's kind of U 2.0. Like he's got, he, he got to experience all that. And I think he's um, in a different mindset, but also he kind of is starting to feel more like human, you know, which is yeah. kind of a cool thing too. And I think we're only going to see more of that and, and just get ready. Cause he has, he has a really <laughs> awesome moment by the, uh, by the end of the season. It's, it's, it's probably one of my favorites. You're super pumped about that for sure. Um, so, yeah. So, one thing I also want to talk about is uh, now we've got our, our team squad kind of split up uh, and we've, we've talked about, you know, this idea a little bit for, for a little while. Um, but what inspirations did you have to kind of insert this dynamic to the show of splitting the team apart? Yeah. I mean, it's like empire strikes back, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that's probably one of my favorite movies. And funny enough, this is actually what I wanted to do in season two. You know, with kind of have the group divided and then have them come together in a really cool way. And I didn't get to do it. So in this season, (laughs) I I knew that I was going to to do it because we have a lot of characters. And it's really hard to tell a story with kind of all these characters in one spot and to give a spotlight to all these characters in, in a scene. Yeah. So we knew that, like, by splitting them up, we can really kind of start to focus and give each person... Um, kind of a moment, you know, in each part of the story. So by doing this, we we knew that it was kind of like cool seeing like who was going to go where, you know what I mean? Like who are we going to split up here? Sure. And um, yeah, I think it was kind of a cool thing to to dive into and, and, and split them up. And we knew that the two kind of beating hearts of kind of the show and, and, and the stories that we really wanted to dive in even further was basically Quinn and Gary and Avocado and Little Cotto. Right. So we knew that we had to split those two up on their own adventures, you know, and really kind of start to flesh those out in, in a meaningful way. And I, and I think, you know, we've been, the show just kind of goes and goes and goes and goes and on, a, on a mission that you don't really get to have those quieter moments, those moments where you can kind of sit and just kind of talk. And so we knew we wanted to do that. And this is kind of like the first glimpse of it. And, and you're only going to get more of it throughout yeah. the entire um, season. And, and it's like, it, it's, it's cool that, you know, we kind of got to to start the the season with a big action popcorn, you know, like episode, you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and I still stand by kind of the idea of of what we did because it's like you can't set up the world and implement a story, kind of like set up the story oh, absolutely. In, in, in the same episode. We have, we have 21 minutes to tell our story. <laughs> right. And we cannot go a second over. We have to cut. We have to cut. If it's a second over, we have to cut it. So we typically, you know, are just shaving off, you know, parts of the episode because we have to meet that time limit. And yeah. that's just TV, you know? Yeah. Um, and so within 21 minutes you can't set up the world of final space you know like what does it look like what does it feel like and set up a story so we knew that we kind of wanted to do a little bit of a two-parter which is again funny enough what i wanted to do in season two (laughs) right and basically you get to see the the earth side you know with and it kind of really spotlights quinn and gary yeah and then episode three spotlights avocado and little cotto yeah. And in episode four, it's kind of, you know, a really kind of balanced kind of element where you kind of get the the both of them. So it just kind of like you get you. It just feels good. It, like by the time <laughs> that you get to those episodes, yeah. you're be like, yes, OK, I, I see what they're doing. Yeah. And in this episode, 
you really get the 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 first inklings of what's going on this season right what they got to do what's the mission you know yeah and it comes at at a way that it lets it breathe more because we don't have to set up anything sure and a lot of people i think uh might want to have, have done the reversal where it's like set up the story then do the big action kind of thing yeah but i think for that first episode you got to come back with a bang you got right to. yeah and, yeah after how season two ended definitely yeah it's like we've we've tried the slower episode which is essentially season one episode one okay that's pretty slow episode you know if you think yeah. about it. and it doesn't really set up you know, the, the premise of what the show is about, you get that, you know, the Lord Commander's looking after Mooncake, but you don't know about a breach. You don't know about anything. You know, yeah. it's like it's it's kind of really contained and small and you get one little kind of action sequence, but that's about it. You know, and then season two, it was kind of just overstuffed. It was it, there was not yeah. a one inch of space in that thing. Because we just, they was like, we need more story. We need more of this. We need more of this, more jokes. Yeah, more this, yeah. and that, that's that's what we talked about last episode. It was yeah. just the 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 need for exposition that yeah. really didn't need exposition. Uh, exactly. And, yeah, and I, I think I think these first three episodes really balance that super well. Um, and at this point, you know, we've watched the third episode together. I can't not go to spoil anything, but I, yeah. but yeah, I think I think one sets up with this amazing just cold open action we established the world of final space through this lens of survival episode two really sets up well for you know gary and quinn's story as they're going to go throughout the season and then episode three it really plays well into the avocado little cuddle story and so yeah i think these three episodes are kind of the the quintessential final space team squad yeah. trilogy um, and honestly you know this episode to me is I really like this episode. It's 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 kind of so funny because when we started kind of boarding it in every iteration, every version of the episode that I saw, I liked it more and more and more and more. Yeah. And it was kind of it's it's really one of those episodes that to me feels like classic final space, yes. you know, and we get to kind of have that because of, of what that first episode kind of was like already kind of set up, you know, yes, which absolutely. is the world. So we didn't have to overstuff this episode. We could just kind of let it breathe and, and, and kind of, you know, have a smaller moment here and there. And, you know, and I think you, this episode just feels really balanced to me. And it's, it's one of those ones that, I always get a, a great laugh, a few, a few really big laughs in there. And I love this one moment where you see Kevin Van Newton, Gary Quinn and uh, Hugh, and they're flying on the Kevins. And there's, <laughs> yes. there's one song that Andrew actually did. And it is kind of like a new take on the final space theme. Yeah. And I remember the first song he put in there, it was just kind of this generic kind of action song and it was still good, but it was like, it was kind of dark. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we need fun action final space. And he did this really cool song kind of implementing the final space theme. And the moment I saw that dude, I was like, yes, this, I rewatched that, just that, that clip. So many times, man, I burned out the kind of like click play button, you know, yeah. because you feel the you feel the show in a very visceral way when you hear that theme. Yeah. You know, when you hear Absolutely. the final space thing, you're like, I'm watching final space, you know, yeah. like and you kind of get a smile on your face. And and I think that's one of the things that I really like about this episode is it's very light, it's very fun. You get some really nice emotional beats. And there's a lot of big things that are happening, but it never feels like it's too much. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it feels like it's just enough. And I think this is probably, um, you know, the start of kind of really balanced episodes. There's a couple that I think, you know, later on in the season that kind of um, juggle. Um, I think whenever we get into sea stories, I start to kind of like, ugh, I hate sea stories. Sure. Um but sometimes you just got to service a, a <laughs> character. Yeah. Um, but I think with <laughs> with these uh, with this season, you're really kind of only getting A and B stories, and then it just goes straight into an A. It's very it's very little. Do we have a C story? 
Yeah. There's only, I think, three episodes with a sea story. And so this one, it feels really kind of um, just really well paced. I don't know. I like this episode a lot. Yeah. No, I, I definitely really, really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, so let, let's talk about, you know, kind of what went on in this episode, uh, starting with our, our one half of the beating heart on the uh, Queen Gary side. Um, we get to see the layer of, of Kevin, uh, Kevin Van Newton. Uh, yeah. And there's so much to break down in just in this section. Um, so I kind of want to start off with uh, a, a good comedy portion of uh, how did these guys get Gary's messages to Quinn? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I don't want to give, you know, obviously too much away. Sure. You know, of course. Because there's, there's things that you don't know yet. There's things that, uh, you know, I have to be careful about how I say. And I mean, all we got to know is that, they they went somewhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah and they ended up here (laughs) of all places and it was you know obviously before um it got pulled into final space right you know what i mean so it it, maybe they went to the wrong address maybe they got intercepted (laughs) who really knows but they got to watch them okay right right and i think it it was a fun again another little cool fun back to the season one of it all and you get kind of some really cool callbacks to even season two, you know? Yeah, but it's a good season we, two jokes in there. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we wanted to do is really kind of put that cohesiveness and that connective tissue kind of throughout the whole season. And you're yeah. going to really, I think, appreciate, and I and I say this with, with all my heart, I think that you'll appreciate season one more and you'll appreciate season two more. Because it's going to feel like it's it's a full story, you yeah. know, because right now it just kind of feels like season one is left kind of uh, dangling out there as this serialized adventure. And then season two is this kind of like all over the place thing that, you know, that gets there essentially. Sure. And, it, you know, it still has a serialized story. But it's like it, there was just those episodes that didn't have the tissue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that much more traditional adult comedy? Yeah. Yeah. And, and even though we, we, do, we tried so hard to put that tissue in there. So right. this season, we were like, you know what? Let's just connect everything. Let's just kind of really things that that you're going to be like, oh, my, what? You know, it, it's <laughs> going to be such cool moments and the moments that you're going to kind of leap up out of your chair. Yeah. For like, oh, my God, they did that. I can't believe it. That makes sense. Oh, my, that thing, that, you know, like it's going to be moments <laughs> like that throughout the entire kind of um season and it yeah. really is and and some of them are going to be kind of dumb and dorky you know um and this is one of those dumb kind of dorky <laughs> ones where you know you get a kind of a quick laugh out of it and i think that's where it was kind of uh kind of coming from yeah. um but yeah i think that's that's that at the heart of it is you know it was kind of just a cool callback that we could do and um <laughs> and it just kind of gives you a quick chuckle yeah, yeah, and, and of course we have our, our our biggest fan of those, and I'm sure everyone who's listening has been itching for me to just open this can of worms, uh, Biscuit, um, yeah. who we've been waiting for since <laughs> things were teased far back and all we had was a silhouette, um, and people have loved him since <laughs> those teasers yeah, came out. So, uh, yeah, how was, how was voicing him this season, and uh, what should we expect of this little guy throughout season three? It's kind of insane because I didn't expect people to really kind of love Biscuit the way that they kind of love him. And, you know, there's some people that probably will hate him, you know. <laughs> I'm not immune to that <laughs> with, with things that I voice. Um, but I do think that it's what we wanted to do with the character. And it's kind of interesting. My my take on the character is that I I, I really wanted to kind of the bubbly um you know positive pure being in the, the dark <laughs> in this dark place you know what yes. I mean? to have the polar opposite you know and i really like that and and you'll kind of see you know um you know obviously you know i think you'll you'll see later on in some episodes that you know biscuit kind of gets a little um a little aggressive and i think that <laughs> that's the the david sack yeah. and it's saying Let's get, you know, let's let's amp him up or let's let's kind of put a little twist on him because, you know, he's is like looks like a little teddy bear and you don't want to make him too cute and too 
adorable because then it's like, what is this character? Yeah. So I get that, you know? And so I do think that, you know, Biscuit for me is a, such a hard character to voice because it's just, it, it puts such strain on my voice. And uh, I, w I didn't plan on voicing him. I didn't necessarily want to voice him. Um, it was just something that I kind of did to kind of uh, sell the character, you know, it, at like a meeting back before the pandemic hit. <laughs> um, and it, and it, they got laughs, you know, everybody laughed yeah. at the, the character because it was just this goofy little guy. And then everybody that saw Biscuit, and surprisingly, I, I did the scratch for Biscuit. So I, I didn't even, because we didn't have any records. Like, I think we were actually at one point going to get uh, somebody to come in and do them. I didn't I'm serious I didn't want to voice another character right um and yeah it's just it's so hard for me to to to, to voice characters and and find enjoyment in it at this point <laughs> <laughs> um but I essentially you know we were going to get somebody to come in and audition and then I had to do the scratch of, of what I thought the character was and I remember we essentially got um the first note coming back and it was like I love biscuit in all caps <laughs> You know, and it was like executives. And I was like, what the freak? Like, I, I thought people would hate this character. Um, and maybe they do. I don't know. Who knows? I don't even know how, because we were recording this before the episode. It could just be like, yeah. we hate this Yeah, I, I, I severely doubt it. But, I mean, you never know. Uh <laughs> Here's the thing. The moment you hear that thing purr, yeah. you're on board with Biscuit. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, for me, I was like, we need to hear it purr. You know, like, like an actual... <laughs> Because purring is like the most soothing, like stress relieving sound, yeah. you know, and it actually kind of does that. Like you hear a cat purr and you're like, man, things are going to be OK in this world, you know. Yeah. Um, and so with that, uh, you know, I think that character is going to be a comfort character for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. And and I think it's it's just another character that we can get, you know, some comedy out of it. And and as we start wanting to kind of make the show more dramatic, the note, you know, will never go away of the, that. This is a, a comedic, you know, animation. Like you can't make a, a pure dramatic show like this and, and, you know, still have a show, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, and it's, and we've already, I think tested the limits. So we'll see what happens, you know, if, if that season four comes uh, around, but uh, if, if it doesn't, then I think I know why. <laughs> Uh, this this season of all seasons would be the potential end is because it's it's dramatic and it gets it really is. dramatic. And the the thing is, you have you know a tribor, you have a biscuit, you have these little, like characters that you can get some comedy out of, you know. And I think you're we're we're starting to see that a lot of our core characters have these really deep, personal, dramatic, emotional stories. Yes. Yeah. And there is something to having a character that there's just not much going on with <laughs> you know and, and it's just, just it's uh it's biscuit you know it's yeah. like a little intern that knows how to fix stuff just just a whiz kid at um you know fixing things and and i don't even know if biscuit is an adult a kid i don't know what age biscuit is um, biscuits is biscuit, you know, and yeah. I think that's, that's what it's just going to be for, for a while. But, uh, once I started getting into biscuit and kind of voicing a character, I did start to have fun with it, you know, and you'll start to see that you haven't even seen it. There's, there's actually one of my favorite moments and it was completely improv and I, cause, and I did it kind of in real time. I switched between the voices. So it, that was like some, that's something new that I kind of did this season. There's there a couple moments where, you know, in, uh, in episode three, you'll see um, kind of like this really cool scene. And I can't say between who, but I kind of, of go back and forth and uh, it's it's really cool. And, and with Biscuit, I was able to kind of do this conversation with Gary and Biscuit and just do it in real time. And I was and it plays so good. And I was like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. A and B, it actually feels like, you know, I'm talking to the character, you know, and, and yeah. it, it is really funny. I actually love that, that, that little exchange. And oh, yeah. I, I, it's not the, actually, there's another scene in, in another episode that I, that I do it. And I guess at that point, you know, that, that biscuit isn't, uh, 
you know, <laughs> I guess I spoiled that thing. Uh, biscuits, not, not, not away. Uh, you haven't seen the last of biscuit, I guess. Um, Spoiler alert. But yeah, biscuit, just so everybody knows side character. Okay. Not a part of the team <laughs> squad. So don't, don't worry. You're not going to be getting the in-depth backstory to biscuit this season. Yeah. Well, he's absolutely a, a fun character. I, I absolutely agree. This is going to be a lot of people's comfort character. Um, and yeah, he's, it's kind of a, another, another Tribor esque uh, character that you know just gives us a space to laugh, uh, even when you know. And that's you know that's dark. <laughs> and that's something that we kind of wanted to do with Biscuit too. Is that yeah, Biscuit is an intern, but has he's he's good at something. You know yeah. what I mean? He's good at fixing things. He's good right. at kind of you know working with his hands and in electronics and all that stuff. And I think that's with every character, they're good at something, you know, they're not just, they're, they're not the butt of a joke. And, and I think that's what we try to do in this show is that even though that Tribor gets a lot of comedy and Biscuit will get a lot of comedy, they're actually good. They're actually yeah. talented. They're actually oh, useful. Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to see that in the season. They're, they're going to be doing useful things. So I think it's going to, it's kind of cool um, to see that. And, and I think you're going to kind of, you know, and for example, even Quattro I know that was kind of like a, a big moment in the episode and uh, people were probably wondering where they're going to go with that character, but <laughs> he's just an awesome character. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. It's not even like, it's not even like people think that it was kind of like a, a, a joke character, but it's not, you know, it's the character's actually really awesome. And yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people, like, at least from what I, what I saw, reactions after the episode were actually really really uh happy with with how quattro emerged and uh you know yeah. the this character that that we're gonna see as the as the season goes on he's he's a lot of fun but he he's you, useful is a, is a good word to use uh yeah no he's very, awesome yeah, yeah. And, yeah and you get to see more of that and the thing is that the person that's kind of the joke out of that is tribor tribor yeah. is the comedy area Quattro Nostro is a serious character butted <laughs> up with the with the joke character. You yeah. Know? So it's yeah. like it's and I can see how people are like, oh, it's a joke. You know, it's like it's like, no, this character is actually kind of buddies, kind of the son of, of this just kind of just insane character. Yeah. And yeah, and they interact really well together. Yeah. I, I think they 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 meld well together. Cause I mean, Tribor is at the end of the day, you know. <laughs> very 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 funny um and quattro shows more this you know serious uh son of his uh and yeah they they play off each other very well yeah and i think that's that's the really cool thing is that you get to kind of see him play off of each other and i think you're gonna really like this character and another thing is like we really get to kind of dive into um you know just kind of putting a, a really awesome character and 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 you know, we get to do that with, with a lot of these characters is just kind of give them something of value, giving, show them that, Hey, this isn't, this isn't a joke. You know, this is actually kind of a really awesome character that <laughs> is just a, a murdering machine that has all these skills and abilities. And I think with that, it's, it's just such an awesome character to kind of see on screen that we wanted this kind of almost anime like character with Tribor. I mean, you look right. at Tribor and then you look at Quattro Nostro and you're like, well, obviously <laughs> Quattro Nostro is the cooler one of these two. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Biscuit is a great character and uh, I think people are going to really like Biscuit. I agree. And uh, talk about the intern, the intern to Kevin Van Newton, uh, who we now know creates the Kevins. Uh, how long have you had this character up your sleeve and uh, is there anything or you can tell us about him or what we'll see for him farther down the line this season. Wait, say that again. Uh, Kevin Van Newton. Uh, how long have you had this, this character up your sleeve and uh, what can you tell us about him? Oh yeah, man. I actually have a, a spinoff script that I had written oh. and <laughs> yeah, I know it's like, it's, it, it was called hot shots. And, and I mean, I, I guess I could talk about it cause it was like, you know, it's such forever ago that, I just, just kind of did it for fun, you know, because I wanted to see, could this thing actually expand into, into something else and something cool? And the two main characters were actually twins. You know, um, I think it was like, I can't remember the characters' names, 
but it was uh, a sister and a brother. And they were trying to find their like kind of uh, their dad and their dad actually kind of worked on the antimatter bomb with John and Kevin Van Newton. And so they had to go to this planet. And so they had to steal this ship because the planet was so volatile, but they, they end up stealing the ship and they go down to the surface and you kind of uh, basically see this like just desolate lab. Like it's kind of like just empty. It's like on this like storm ridden world essentially. And it was a little bit more dramatic, you know, yeah. and there was only like this one single Kevin <laughs> on the uh, like kind of just insane, you know, just kind of like circuits all out, no shielding to it. And it was just kind of like, you know, still around, just kind of putting around the the, the place. And you kind of get to see this recording from Kevin Van Newton. But essentially what they were trying to do was see what was on the other end of the dark zone. And so it was kind of like a cool, like, continuation. Um, and then you, at the end of it, you got, like, Tribor um, kind of, like, I think showed up and, and asked them if they wanted to, like, join the resistance and all this cool <laughs> stuff. But it was, like, it was actually kind of a cool story. It does sound very cool. And I knew at that point that I kind of wanted to do something with Kevin Van Newton. It was like, it was just kind of, you know, I always enjoy that stuff. I'm a big Mega Man fan. So, yeah. you know, Dr. Light and, and Mega Man and, and any kind of scientist and their creation, you kind of want to always like figure out what that is. So we were like, man, it would be cool to really dive into Kevin Van Newton, the creator of Kevin's. And there's a lot of comedy there with, with Gary and the Kevin's and the creator of Kevin's, you know, <laughs> and it's like, um, I think it was a, it was a fun character to write for. And we, I mean, sadly, we didn't get to kind of cast, you know, the the people or actually attempt to even to get all, you know, the, the the person that we wanted because of the pandemic. But um, Tom Kenny just absolutely crushes it. He always crushes it. And that's the thing is like, you don't want to ask Tommy, Tom Kenny to kind of come in and crush another role um, <laughs> because it's like, you know, there's other actors out there. We got to try to get somebody else to, it just makes it fresh and lively and you get to hear a new voice and stuff like that. But Every time that I get Tom Kenny to do it, I'm like, now I can't imagine it without Tom Kenny, you yeah. know? So yeah. it's it's a really fun character. And I think another thing that we that I really wanted to do was make a character that, you know, is kind of insane, but also like, I'm gonna tell you straight up, it's not an evil character. Right. There's no there's no looming threat from Kevin Van Newton. <laughs> you know, he is who he is. Like you see that guy, he's just crazy. Yeah. He's just starved for attention. And, you know, he's just been around Kevin's. If, if basically Gary went insane with one Kevin, imagine how Kevin Van Newton feels with thousands of Kevins. <laughs> so you get a really cool kind of, you know, backstory to Kevin Van Newton and kind of, you know, see that, you know, he had made all this other stuff, these inventions, and they did for the Infinity Guard, and they just kind of got shelved. And that's when you start to get to hear about the, the hyper transdimensional bridge. Yeah. And we knew kind of like we were thinking about, like, how do they get out of final space? You know, and I really love, you know, kind of shows that basically just kind of do something really sci fi. And this is that's as sci fi as you can get. I mean, that's <laughs> that's it. there's so many Stargate, all those shows. They yeah. get to do some like piece of technology that's kind of man made, you know, yeah. or alien made. And they get to kind of, you know go travel through places. And so we thought of this really cool story um, revolved around this kind of scrapped technology, you know, and it's not the only piece of scrap technology that we're going to hear about, but it's like, it's, it's this piece of technology that like, why did it get scrapped? And now because this, basically this earth got pulled into final space, if they activate this bridge, they can go to this other point that was in our universe. And so it was like, oh man, that's such a cool thing. Like they just got to get this thing up and operational, you know? Yeah. And so really kind of diving into Kevin Van Newton, but also kind of getting to make a character that for once, and it, man, I uh, I just like having characters that um, don't turn evil, you know? They're just <laughs> kind of good characters. That's and so I got nice, that. Yeah. And I always wanted Kevin Van Newton. That's that's kind of like how I wanted to write Kevin Van Newton was very Dr. Light from Mega Man X, you know? Yeah. Uh, how I would imagine Dr. Light would be if he was stuck with Kevin, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll we'll leave those two and, and head back over to our other half of the team. Um, 
and yeah, this is, uh, this was for me, at least I, I think this was a great way to, to bring back our, our main evil, uh, apart from Invictus, we got Lord Commander back. Um, what was it like, you know, bringing him back to the season and, uh, as always, what's it, what's it like working with, with David Tennant to, to voice this guy? Yeah. You know, we always had a plan for the Lord Commander, you know, and right. we wanted to kind of always kind of bring him back. But at the same time, you know, in season two, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that we couldn't continue um, the story of the Lord Commander and make the serialized thing. So yeah. we actually had to kill him off in that first episode. So that's kind of, or that uh, of, of season two. And so yeah. that's kind of one of those changes that we were kind of forced to make. And, but I was like, I'm not ready to, to say goodbye to this character because I, I know what I want to do with this character. So yeah. how I'm going to do about it. And it, what I was hoping is like, okay, if I can just do this and kick it down the road, I can deal with it down the road, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what we kind of did was try to set up this larger villain that takes the Lord commander and you kind of get a little bit of that tease at the top of that episode. And so we, we thought about so many different ways about how to approach, you know, um, kind of bringing back the Lord commander. And we thought, you know what, let's just kind of have the Lord commander just roll up, you know, just kind of like show up in a, in a big way. And you're like, Oh crap, it's the Lord commander. And then let's get into how he got there in the next episode, you know? And I think that's the fun part of telling stories this season is we're able to go back to that serialized nature and, and actually kind of give, you know, beats and time to these characters that we couldn't do in season two, you know, and, and, and in season two, it was, you know, it was kill them off, you know, <laughs> that's all we could do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was, it was like, they wanted it standalone. They wanted it into the adventure and there was no way that we could, I remember we had even more story written. We had this one draft of the Toro regatta that was, I loved it. Absolutely loved. It was amazing. It was so good. And after like 40 drafts from that point, it kind of became something else, you know, right. but, uh, I think the the version in there had so much more Lord Commander that we that that first like third draft that yeah. first and third draft had more Lord Commander where he wasn't actually dead. <laughs> I don't know if people are gonna be like no, <laughs> but it's like that's TV, man. That's sometimes you gotta yeah. you know just be a good partner and and you know we tried to push back as much as we could and. It was a hard one, man. That was a, that was a hard one, and even episode two, season two, was a hard one. But I I feel good about this episode too, and and yeah. it feels like, you know, kind of a redemption for me. You know that, <laughs> you know, episode twos aren't bad. Episode ones aren't that bad. <laughs> yeah. But episode yeah. twos, they, they can be good, and I. I love this episode. And I and I and I say that with all my heart. I know that this is a good episode. And and is it my favorite episode? It's not my favorite episode, but it's 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 on the list of like, hey, this is this is a really good episode. Sure. Um and it's the my favorite episodes of the season are are down the line. You know, they're coming. Sure. Once you get past, I think once you get to seven, eight, yeah. nine, 10, 11, 12, oh, 13, those are, those are when we get into my favorite territory, but I love five. I love four. I love two. I love three. I mean, I think the, the, the two that I feel like are um, the ones that I, I think aren't my favorite, but they, they're solid are one and, and six, you know, yeah. I think they're solid. Yeah. And I think it's like, those are kind of every once in a while you have to have an episode that that has to do something for you. You know, sure. one has to set up the, the the season, you know, so you can't really kind of um, do all the things that you really want to do in that episode. And six was one that it felt it's just sandwiched between two incredible episodes. And that's why that one to me is kind of just like a softer episode. It's because you get these 
two massive episodes right in the middle and so <laughs> yeah. six is this this episode that's kind of like you know just it's it's the third kid in the bunch that's just like a little bit shorter you know the big brothers are standing right next to it that's kind of like six and it and it still is a good i think a really great episode oh yeah absolutely fun i think it's uh yeah i think that's kind of what i'm kind of just i don't even know how we got off this tangent but anyway <laughs> about lord commander yeah, yeah yeah lord commander um and you know David Tennant is is so good. He's probably one of the actual best um, voice recorder, voice artists that I've that I've seen. I mean, when you see him record and that he gets into the performance, you're just like, oh my! You leave it with a smile on your face because because and I remember there's there was this one episode um, that you could kind of, kind of see in the third episode with the Ventrexian. I really wanted a scene where Avocado and Lord Commander are talking, and so I wrote this scene. And it was long, you know, it was kind of like two, three pages, you know, and I kept pushing back. Like, I know that uh, the people are like, let's try to cut this. Let's, let's cut. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> get this is David Tennant. Okay. Talking as Lord Commander to Avocado. We want to see this. And, and it was like, that's going to be as exciting as seeing Titans fighting on the screen. It's like, <laughs> you want to see it. And I remember after the record, um david was like oh my god i can't wait to see that perform i can't see to, to see them talking you know yeah. and ever since we we put that in the scene it's it's a kind of lengthy you know it's it's not like super long it doesn't feel over long but you get this kind of really nice dialogue between the two characters that you have not seen yeah. and that's what we're trying to do this season is trying to give you this, these things that you haven't seen that you've always wanted because they're what we wanted to do what we wanted to see you know and so we get this really cool backstory with with david Tennant, who just crushes it every single time he shows up and we're just lucky to have him you know and and have his his uh his talent because he he's just such a good villain you know and and <laughs> it's insane he's yeah. so good yeah he's he's exceptional uh very versatile um and yeah so to those listening Make sure you tune in this Saturday. Listen to the watch the next episode of Final Space. Uh, but yeah, uh, jumping back again, uh, we've got a new ship this season. Whoop de doo! Yes, uh, the Galaxy Two, a uh, very classic name. Um, it's a beautiful new ship, uh, and we got Hugh back in the AI driver's seat. Um, but yeah, let's just let's talk about uh, how the the Galaxy Two came to be. Yeah, you know it's. It was an interesting one because it's like, you know, we wanted to kind of, you know, in that first episode, really show the the dangers, the threat, the yeah. that they're that they're not safe. And when you see that crimson light kind of burning, going through the atmosphere of the planet, you're kind of like, oh, no, that's that's their home. You know, yeah. it's they lost their home. So we we always knew that a new ship was coming, you know, of course. And we wanted to kind of, you know, put some meaning behind it. You know, not just this 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 kind of ship that they find and 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 there's nothing there. And and we like ships that kind of you know have these meanings because it it makes it more powerful. And with this one, it's such a cool thing that you realize that Nightfall got this ship made, you know, yeah. for this eventuality. You know, I don't think Nightfall thought that she was going to die back with the uh the six key, you know, yeah. with the dimensional keys. I think it it kind of caught her off guard, but I think that there was uh, always that moment that they knew that they're going to go to final space, you know, yeah. eventually, and they need a ship. They're going to need a ship, <laughs> you know, and because and she needed a ship at one point. Yeah. So she got this thing made, you know, and I think that that shows you how smart that character was to plan for that eventuality, you know, that that if they ever got to final space and they needed something, they they know where to go. Yeah. And so I think that's that's a really cool thing about this ship is it, you know, it's it's interwoven with Nightfall. And you get a really nice moment kind of with Quinn and uh when Kevin Van Newton, you know, ask about Nightfall is you, you kind of, you know, see that they that they know that sacrifice didn't yeah. kind of go in vain, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think it gives a, a really good call back to the character because I know a lot of people were upset to see Nightfall go at the end of uh, at the end of season two. Um, yeah, and the thing is, like Quinn is of course 
pre-nightfall, but at the same time, she's she's her own character. Uh, and exactly. we, we've we, yeah we, we've seen that play out really well in these past two seasons of you know they're, they're they're they were both their own independent characters, but at the same time the same person. So to see that that kind of callback in this was was really really nice. Yeah, and I think it's you know it's starting to set something up within Quinn. You know, right. you're starting to see the beginning of of an arc happening with her. You know, and I think it's. If you have the the Gary Quinn story, or yeah, the Gary Quinn story, but there's also something going on with Quinn, yeah. and you're going to really start to see um, see that come into play. And you know, I, I it sucks because I know where the story is going, and there's so many things that I wish I could spoil and, and post. And because <laughs> there's like really awesome, <laughs> really awesome shots in the in the in the show that I'm like, I can't show that, you know? right? Yeah. And Quinn is kind of like one of those walking spoilers, and yeah. I can't. I can't show past a certain episode, you know, and, right. and um, I'm excited for what, uh, what people are going to say and, and see where her story goes. And um, I think it goes to a really cool point. Even you don't even know where it goes, but it's, it's really cool. And, you know, and, and it kind of going back to the ship of it all. I mean, there was a moment that we really kind of wanted to, you know, potentially, I think name the ship nightfall, but then it felt like, it felt, it, I think it would have been confusing, you know, because yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was such a big character and that would almost be a disservice. I was about to, to say, her, I was going to say the know? same exact thing. Yeah. Like it, it needed to be something bigger. And so we went a bigger route with it. Uh, and I think, uh, I think it's really cool. And, and I think people are going to be really happy to see kind of, you know, like, Nightfall isn't really gone, you know? Sure. It's like Nightfall planned things yeah. and it planned this ship. So there's the uh, eventuality that Nightfall could have planned other things, you know? Sure. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, I think it's, 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 you're starting to see something really cool happen with Quinn and you're only going to get more Quinn. You're only going to get more Quinn and Gary. And I think Quinn has one of the, the best episodes and you've seen it. Uh, yeah. it and it's, it's down the line. It's not, not too far away. No, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think with this ship, we really kind of wanted to kind of make something that was very kind of reminiscent of the galaxy one, but it had its own, flavor to it you know yeah. it was almost like a kind of a little bit more of like a hot rod almost you know sure. like it had a little bit it looked fast it, it, but it, it still had that galaxy one element to it and i like the ship i really do because it, it feels like you get a lot of those cool moments it's big it's expansive you, you know it's it, and that's the thing i loved about the galaxy one is that it just felt like a bigger home, you yeah. know, and the, the crimson light felt so crowded. It was just that the, the team squad got so big and the ship got, didn't change. So yeah. it, was, it, it was just so crowded. And so now they're in a bigger ship and you get to see the room, you get the, it, things are breathing, you, you're, yeah. you're in a new yeah. home. And, and I think it's, um, it's cool. I think it's a really cool ship and the galaxy two felt fitting, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And, and it, I think it's it's going to be a it's going to be a good one. Yeah, that's one thing. Going back, like way back to uh, early in the podcast when we talked with Devo about you know some of the the original design work on the Galaxy One is it's like it's just never ending rooms. That's what he's like. Yeah, we never did a, a layout for the Galaxy One because you know we could keep adding spaces to it because it yeah it was kind of that that kind of never ending space where anything that they yeah. could need they did have. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's one thing about, you know, a home is, you know, it's, it's, it has a set amount of rooms, but you know, it's, it's what you fill them with, uh, that yeah. kind of makes it a home. So, uh, and, it, and I think that's, you know, funny enough, one of my, one of the things that I really loved about season one was getting to kind of spend time in that ship. And yeah. I think the more that you spend time in the ship, the more you kind of like, you want to see more of it, you know? Yeah. And I think it's, uh, you get to start to see that, you know, and there's something, you know, really, really nice about the ship and the colors and, and getting to mix it up and getting to kind of, I don't know, just freshen things up. Yeah. You know, cause I think with the crimson light, it served its purpose. It was a light, fast ship, you know, it was very small, but it was also very dark. It was very grungy, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And <laughs> it's like, nah, let's go back to something that's, you know, a little bit more brighter, a little bit more, uh, 
like futuristic, you know, like yeah. what could that look like? And so I think this, this ship is more equipped to handle the dangers of final space than the crimson light. Right. So I think it's, it's going to be cool to kind of, you know, see everybody's reaction to that, but also just kind of, you know, you get to see the, uh, the, the galaxy Two do some really cool stuff. And, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I yeah. like it. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah. And so wrapping up this episode, uh, talk a little bit about our, uh, our Bolo and Mooncake moment here at the end with that incredible sword. Um, yeah. Can you, can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah, I think we wanted to kind of do something different this season, you know, and and I think, you know, every season we're trying some new stuff, we're trying to tease, we're trying to get better, we're trying to improve. And you know what, if it takes us six seasons, if it takes us seven seasons, if we even get that far, there is nothing wrong with wanting to improve and wanting to get better. I can just say that from the get go. Absolutely. you're, uh, there is never a point where you're going to have everything figured out. Right. I could be 60, 70 years old and I'm still <laughs> not going to have everything figured out. Sure. If you, if you approach something that you feel like, Hey, I've now reached a point where I know everything and everything should be awesome all the time. Then you're not human. You're a robot. Cause yes. I don't know of anybody that can do that. When you approach every little thing and you're trying new things, you're trying to get better. You're trying to improve. Yeah. You may, you may, you very well could fall and fail. Absolutely. But at least you tried. At least you tried something new. At least you tried to mix it up. At least you're trying. And I think that's what we wanted to do this season was try something new. And, and you know, I think it was a cool thing to try, which is teasing the next episode in a really fun way, you know? Yeah. And it could be just a tiny little bumper at the end. But now you're getting a sense of, oh, I'm going to see Mooncake and Bolo kick some butt next episode. <laughs> yes. I got to tune into that. And when you see him rip that sword out, it's just, it's a poster. It's just oh, iconic. Yeah. You know, yes. like you, you, when you think of uh, season three, that image is embedded in your brain now because it's that sword Bolo. He looks awesome. He's got rippling arms. He's like, it's just epic. Yeah. And so we wanted to kind of, do something like that this season where it's kind of teasing every episode at the end of every episode. Yeah. And you're kind of getting a sense of like, okay, I, I kind of know where this is going in and what we're going to see in the next episode. And I really love the team up between those two. One's massive, one small, you know, but they're both equally powerful yeah. <laughs> and you get a really awesome fight in the next episode and you know everybody wanted to see titan fights and so that's what we tried to do this season was give as many titan fights as we could possibly do success and, yes. <laughs> and the thing is like those are the most taxing to do you know oh, yeah um i think we even got to a certain point um where the budget was just like, yeah, we can't do it. <laughs> like, so no more. Like, pull no back more. In areas, but, <laughs> but, uh, but they did a killer drama and, it, and it's awesome. And it, it's a really good episode. And I think um, people are going to enjoy it. And, you know, I think it's, it's, it ends it in such a cool way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think people are ready for the next episode. Um, but to, to wrap up here, uh, what, what can you tell us going forward about uh, episode three of season three and, uh, yeah. So what, what can you, what can you hint at? Yeah. You know, this is going to be, uh, I think a big episode, um, for people to digest because you're getting to see a backstory to avocado, you know, yeah. and it's called the Vitrexian for, uh, you know, like a reason. Um, <laughs> and the, the, the thing that I think, um, is people just got to know this is that, we know where this. We know where we want to go with this, okay? And you're going to start seeing kind of, you know, that really um, confident storytelling where it's like, hey, this is we're we know what we're doing. We're doing this and enjoy it, you know, like because it's yeah. it, or or not enjoy it at this point because it's it is. I think the, the the coolest thing about this episode is I know where it's going, and it's not just one season arc it's a multiple season arc yeah and you got you already kind of it, it was already sprinkled and teased to you in season two you know and it was kind of you know and we can really dive into a lot of things and uh i know some people will say but 
what you said another thing you know and it's like i think at this point um i just gotta let people watch the episode and then i guarantee you there's going to be a lot of people that's going to want to listen to that episode in particular oh yeah Um, yeah if if you're loving the podcast so far definitely come back next week because uh yeah this is going to be a killer and we're going to have a a really great breakdown of that yeah (laughs) for sure yeah absolutely but yeah so uh if you did happen to stumble on this episode after you uh, you watched episode two of season three and you missed our last one breaking down the premiere of season three, uh, definitely go check that out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, if you are listening to us uh, talk about Final Space and uh, you, you love it so much uh, that you just feel it in your heart to go follow us on your favorite podcast app and rate us if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. Uh, you can follow Olin and myself on our socials at Olin Rogers and at Gabriel W. Jones. And you make sure you follow at Final Space and at Into Final Space for more exclusive contents and notifications when these episodes drop, which is every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody for listening and uh, we'll see you next time on Into Final Space. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye.